Hello and welcome to another episode of the Powered by Positivity podcast. I am absolutely delighted to be joined by my peer and friend, Mr. Owen Fitzgerald, for this episode. Better known as Oni Fitz, we work alongside each other at FBT Gym for over three years now. During the last year, through several lockdowns, Owen and I have touched base regularly, um, keeping in contact with each other, helping each other out here and there and giving each other regular slaggings and bullshit to keep each other humble and keep things feeling as normal as possible. (laughs) Um, I hope that you enjoy our conversation today. It ended up being a lot longer than anticipated and we probably could have talked for another hour at least. Um, We tried to keep things as informal and as light as possible. We wanted to talk about several challenges that we've both had throughout lockdown, lessons we've learned, and in the hopes that some of these things might help you. We ended up talking a little bit more about, a little bit more than anticipated about the client coaching relationship and working as a coach and working with clients, which was actually quite interesting. And Owen and I do admittedly have very different styles of coaching and ways in which we work with our clients, but we have a mutual respect for each other and how we both work. And it's always really nice to get someone else's perspective on things. I really hope that this podcast episode does inform, educate and entertain. Enjoy. This podcast is sponsored by airmuscle.ie, your one-stop online shop for high quality sports nutrition and supplements, including their range of CBD products. For 10% discount, use the code PYP10 at the checkout supporting you for all of your health, supplement and sports nutrition needs. And just before we jump right into this episode, this podcast is produced by Primal Productions. You can follow them on Instagram at Primal Pro. And we are live. Hello, Owen. How are you? This is amazing. Can't wait for this. <laughs> I'm delighted that you're joining me today on the Powered by Positivity podcast. An absolute privilege to have you, my peer, on today. Um, so today, just for anybody listening, Owen is a peer of mine working out of FBT Gyms. What we've been working together, what, it must be three years now. It um, is. Which is insane. Where has the time gone? And um, through lockdown, we've kind of kept in touch with each other, kept giving each other shit from a distance to keep things feeling a little bit normal and keep each other humble. <laughs> and um, just touch base with each other from time to time. Just, it, I think for me, I find sometimes working on your own and not having a team can get a little bit lonely. And I know a lot of people in the PT industry kind of feel that way or in the fitness industry working as a PT flying solo. It can be a little bit lonely. So it's nice to have peers that you can kind of reach out and bounce off. You know, if you're struggling with with a client or you're, there's something that you're struggling with work wise. Um, so it has been great to stay in touch through lockdown. So thank you for that, Owen. You're very welcome. Do you know what? Subconsciously giving people shit is actually a subconscious way of reaching out and saying hello. I know it really is. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it keeps us all happy when we were when we are in the gym. It, it gives us all a laugh. We, You know, you have to have thick skin working alongside Owen. I'll say that much. But um, yeah, no, it is. It, it is a way of reaching out and just having a bit of a laugh and you know, breaking any kind of seriousness or normality in your day and just having a bit of crack, which is, I think, so important. It really is. I think um, the way that we have been, especially not having one, not two, but three lockdowns based on the industry that we are in, um, it couldn't have have been more important for us to probably have each other. Yeah, I agree. I really do agree because it has has been tough. And like from 
lockdown number one and it just seems like so long ago and I was it was a year ago now um you know we were kind of thrown into that and we were said okay a few weeks we can get through this but and I know everybody reacted really differently how was it for you on the first lockdown do you even remember what your initial reaction was or what you kind of said okay I'm just going to sit back and kind of wait this out or what did you kind of do in terms of your work I remember when it first um when shift force hit the fan like you're like everyone's like oh a couple of weeks and all mm. that was bollocks but yeah. the priority was to make sure my family was safe that was the definite priority initially yeah. um and just like everyone um removing themselves from everyone's kind of lives and just basically using the phones using technology as much as we could um business-wise just get on your fucking toes and change your dynamic of what you're doing which was really hard for me laura yeah <clears throat> i'm such a face-to-face person like and i was yeah. like how am i gonna do this this yeah. is so not me. I'm not going to be able to do this. And I, I can vouch for a good, a good few other players that uh, said and felt the exact same way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got on my toes. Look at I you knew now, livelihood yeah. was, yeah, look at yeah, exactly. Livelihood was more important. Um, and sometimes you have to kind of swallow your pride and adapt to the, uh, to the task at hand. Yeah, so true. So true. I know initially, like I, I actually was really surprised by my reaction. I initially got, I got home the day we were like, okay, we weren't going back to the gym and I was lashing out home programs to my clients, sending them messages and emails. And before I knew it, I had them all transitioned onto home programs. And then I had sent out an email about remote training and I was like, okay, maybe we can do this. And it's never something that I would have even looked at doing before. But because I was forced into that position and I know we a lot of us lost contact around that, not lost contact, but we were all kind of like either deciding, you know, it's just going to take this time to actually spend some time with my family, take some downtime and just see what happens here. Or else we were, you know, kind of going for it and really, really trying to to rearrange everything in terms of our clients and make sure our businesses were still viable in some way. Um, so. Yeah, it's like I'm so glad that we did start then getting in touch again because it's been huge. I think, to be honest with you, some people adapted faster. Mm. Some people um, adapted better in the long run. Like, had I have um, not taken the few weeks initially to myself and to think of the process as to how am I going to go about this with my clients, I don't think I would have came out as strong as I have now. Now, I know it's a year later. Yeah. So obviously, like, if, if you're not going to transition in the year, there's no hope for you. But yeah. like, I think, I, I think, I think, in fairness, had I not taken the breeder initially, I don't think I would have adapted as well. Um, like, yeah, I, I think everyone think had to do it up. at their own pace. I mean, I don't think I ever even put a home program together until last year. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, until well, like, why would you have? I mean, you, you were you were happy True. out working to capacity in the gym. You were happy out. It's what you love. It's what you do. Um, you're a face-to-face person. It's how you like to operate. Um, but this has forced, it really forced us all out of our comfort zones. I know for me, lockdown, for, it made me stop and slow down for a moment. Um, I was operating at a point of burnout before lockdown. And I know we spoke about this as well. Actually, I remember the day that we came back into the gym after the first lockdown, when we were able to come back in and start working again. Um, and I remember chatting to you about how I had been just forced to step back and look at what I was doing and I was saying I'm I'm changing my how I was operating my whole business I'm going to you know I have a limited capacity of working hours every day there are I'm not starting at 6 6 a.m with clients every single day anymore I'm limiting the capacity I'm lowering the capacity of clients that I'm taking on um 
because I was suffering like mental and physical breakdown at that point. Like, and I only realized it when I stopped. And I had people saying it to me, like my nearest and dearest were saying, you know, you're, you're, you're doing too much. You're taking on too much. You, you're working too much. And I, because I love it, it's hard to draw that line. And I, I know anybody else who is working in an industry, working for themselves in a job that they're hugely passionate about. There is a very, you know, it can be hard to kind of stop. It could get to 10 p.m. at night and I'm still working. And I will only realize that what I'm doing is actually work. I'm actually very glad that you brought that up now for a second to any um, up and coming or only start off um, trainers and coaches that will be listening to this. Mm. Take that very, very strongly on board. It's very easy to fall into that uh, slump of you're providing a service, but you don't have an off switch. Um, As you said, Lord, yes, we did discuss that. And we're like, we're not going to be going in at the 6 a.m. Um, we're going to uh, look after ourselves first priority like yeah. whether it's your meditating whether it's getting your own training session in first whether it's getting your walking first and your morning first looking after you first I I, I, I slipped into that hole many a times yeah. um, throughout the years of, being, of doing PT um, you always say no do. you always say no yeah and then and then like and then like the financial side of things comes around and you're like oh that could provide even more stability for me etc but you the people as you said your nearest and dearest they're the ones that spot it first yeah when you're, yeah. when, when, you're, when you're going the wrong way. Like. Yeah. And it didn't come from like a greed, a place of greed. Like for me, happiness over money is a priority always. Um, it came from my inability to say no to people, like stemming from a deep desire to help everyone, which is why I got into this industry in the first place. But in turn, it came at my own expense. And there's that saying, like you just said it on, like look after yourself first, put on your own oxygen mask first. You can't help someone else if you're struggling to breathe. Like, so non-negotiable now after first lockdown, I, I sat down, and I said, OK, what do I need to be operating at, at my best in a way that I I'm happy, I'm nourished, I'm looked after and I have all my own things in place before I start trying to look after anyone else. So non-negotiable now, two mornings a week, I have closed off for, to one to one clients that I don't start at 6 a.m. So I train mm. on those mornings and those days are the days that I'm at my best. And I and lockdown gave me a chance to slow down and just realize that and make these little changes and come back saying, OK, these are the di- the errors in my diary that I have open for clients. These are the errors in my diary that I have open for administration. This is my training time and they are non-negotiable. My five training day- days a week, I have the time slots in my diary. They are that's my number one every single day, my own training. And um, if I don't have that, I just know I need that to be operating at my best. Um, so it just gave me a, an opportunity to stop and replan, which I'm hugely grateful for. Um, I like like disru- disruption can be a really good reason to get rid of things that don't serve us. Um, that's that, that I actually 100% agree with that. Backtrack on to a couple of things that you did say there. Yeah. I think I put something on my Instagram. Uh, it must have been maybe two, three weeks ago now. It was, are you a yes person? And do you struggle? I'll put a poll out, etc. And a few, like loads of people responded saying, yes, they are yes people. There's a lot, there's a lot of yes people in the world and um, or even just in, in, in the circle of people that we might know. Um, and it's okay to be a yes person. Like, but you, sometimes you need to go into um, a burnout state. Obviously, the less time, the less amount of times that happens, the better. But yeah. sometimes you need to go into a bit of a, a burnout state in order to realize no is a good word to have in your vocabulary. You yeah, know, um, yeah. the, and the, 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 administrate, the administrative side of the business that you're referring to as well, how underrated is that? Oh, I only realized how important administration is until yeah. I gave myself time to do it yeah. and have time to do it. Yeah. 
it's huge it's huge and like people really underestimate the amount of time that goes into your program and you're reviewing your client sessions reviewing your week with your client like you're you're you walk away from a session with your client and your client thinks that their error is over you're walking away from that and you're reviewing okay how did that go what do I want to achieve in, in our next session together where can we take this what do they need from me what how can I you know how can we build on this and then there's all the other stuff as well their nutrition um any mindset stuff that they might need working on like that all we're thinking about that outside of that one hour on the gym floor or that one hour through FaceTime or Zoom um, and that's only programming then there's the whole you know there's the whole other ball game of your your social media you're helping people outside of that box um, and then there's educating yourself consistently like trying to upscale and educate to to continuously provide the top level service that you can professionally. I'm glad you brought up service there yeah. because when you, when you, when you, as you said, imagine you were doing 12 clients a day, right? Just say you're brand new, brand new to the industry. Mm. Your uh, diary, your diary is full to the brim. You've no time for administration and you're going back to back clients. Where would you fit in your administration work and your, your, um, your feedback work, et cetera, if you had to roll from finishing one client at 7 a.m. and going straight into the next one? Let's just say this is face-to-face or, or regardless of it being online or not. If you yeah. were doing that 12 hours a day, you do no longer have, well, you, you, you'd be hard-pressed trying to find you at the time for um, your feedback and you're checking on how the program went, where you can progress, et cetera. So yeah. for, once again, for anyone who's brand new and they're listening now and they're only probably six months to a year in the industry, taking that time to not do 12, 14 hours a day is really, really productive. Yeah. In, 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 basically, you provide a better service by doing less work. Yeah, 100% agree. Really, and then your value is higher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like the level of service that you can offer then by just pulling back the amount of physical hours you're doing on the gym floor is going to be so much bigger. Um, let's just move. On. I want to touch on a few of the things on um that you mentioned um a few of the points that you said you kind of wanted to chat about. Um, you mentioned I can't chill and yet I can at the same time. What do you mean about that? Like, can you talk about that in in a little? like more depth it sounds like a big contradiction but if when i explain it, it actually isn't so um what like i'm 100 miles well i was a 100 miles an hour type yeah. of human yeah. um i wouldn't say on edge i'd say more regimental yeah um always needs to quote quote stay busy yeah um that kind of uh that kind of vocab being thrown out there um but when I'm in that chill zone, when I get it, when I get a chance to breathe, like there's there's no there's no talking to me. You could say ten words to me, and I actually wouldn't even register what someone was saying because I'm in such a calm state. Then, um, I'm in my biggest chill mode when I'm on my own. Right. I could be I, I could be in four people's company, and it would be so so comfortable. You wouldn't have to say a word to anyone. And like I'm real comfortable when I'm around people, but when I'm on my own. That's my most chill state. Um, what I mean by the way I was saying that was when it comes down to work, the level of service has to be so high. So I am if if I'm on You're if I'm on. on as in like as if I'm in on Fitz PT, yeah. I'm on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I see that, and you know, I I hadn't actually seen that other side of you for like until after first lockdown. You've definitely mellowed, I think, a little bit in a really good way. I mean that in a really good way. 
Um, totally, I take it in a good way as well. Yeah. I thank you for that. Yeah, no, yeah, you, you can you can see that there's a difference there and that you've there's lessons been learned. And I think you said something similar to me as well when we came back. Um, I think we all learned a, a good few little nuggets that we can take forward. Um, you mentioned about sleep, waking up. Yeah. Um, I, 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 and I've once again, when you're on social media, you see a lot of people are you can relate to a lot of people when it comes to these kind of things, even up until it, it must have been last week, like going to sleep. Now, in fairness, sometimes I know sleep goes in cycles, but it doesn't always revolve waking up. I'm not that well educated in it, but I just know my how my own body works. Yeah, um, like if sleep goes in a cycle, let's say I fell asleep at half eight, eight yeah. thirty at night, if I'm waking up at half twelve. For I'm I'm waking up to use the bathroom mm. and then I'm a, I'm awake for for thirty minutes. Yeah, I might scroll onto my phone. It's not the most oh, healthiest yes. thing in the world, but yeah. I do it. Um, I'm thinking about things, which will bring us to another part of the to do list that we were discussing. But we'll get yeah. to that. Yeah. Um, it 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 um it it caused me to stay awake for thirty minutes, but I'm gone. Thirty minutes, 20, 30 minutes later, the phone's down and I'm gone, and I don't even remember waking up. For that right. half an hour, then yeah. once it comes to six, seven a.m. the following morning, yeah. do you know what I mean? But I, I, but yeah, it was still becoming a regular thing, Lord. That's what was happening, yeah. and I couldn't find out why. Um, and this was this just down. through lockdown. This that this yeah, yeah, happened, yeah, 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 yeah. And all, you reckon it was? Them. Do you reckon it was just being out of your routine and a little bit of kind of fear or anxiety underlying, maybe, or was it just yeah, um, hab- habits I, that you were picking up the I phone? Know. I never really feel the anxious side of um, uh, my my mental state. It never really brings, um, like my mind does never really go into an anxious state, but the fear of the unknown. I know people thrive in it and I have thrived in it like in the past, but this was one of those things where I really was in the kind of fear of the the fear kind of mentality where I was kind of waking up. Yeah. Like it was probably more so because of the business side of things, and this is where, like, if you're self-employed, like, if you don't work, your shit doesn't get done. Yeah, yeah, that's it, and it is. Would that not keep anyone up at night? I think so. That's it. Like, I, I know I've suffered with um sleep disruption and insomnia for years. Like, I wake up five, five or six times a night without fail every single night, um, mm. and I know how how hard that can be and how much it can affect your day then when you're sleep deprived now things that I've I've done that have kind of really really helped with sleep is making sure obviously that you're in a properly dark room blackout blinds or blackout curtains are really really key a cool room no phone like my phone goes on airplane mode and I was making the same mistake as you when I when I wake up you go I'll just look at the phone there's a message there Mm. or something catches your attention and that's it you're wide awake plus there's the blue light from that screen that is inhibiting your feckin melatonin production which is going to keep you up and awake um it's going to trigger your brain to think it's awake time and then it's so much harder to get back asleep and to properly deep sleep and get good rest um and just getting into routine with sleep so routine is another one that has been key for me through lockdown and I think during lockdown one I kind of at the start wasn't great with routine I was eating just whenever I was kind of hungry I was letting things slide a little bit I still trained my five days a week that was number one um but I was drinking a bit more as well. Like I was drinking every single week. Now I still only drank on weekends, but it might be like Friday night, Saturday night. And I know the red wine got hit fairly hard in lockdown one. Um, 
but <laughs> your favorite data that's cool <laughs> bought them cleared them out like but um it was needed at the time but if, it, it if, didn't if, help if, me. If, 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 if they were gone all off all the shelves and all the off license of those in tesco's you know they're in laura Moody's cafe <laughs> data sponsor me um no oh, they stop. um yeah, it didn't help me. I Like, drinking sent me into a pit. And if anybody out there else, you feel the same, that hangovers are, like, intensified in lockdown, please tag me and let me know I'm not the only one. Because, my God, there's something that sends me into a pit of fear and anxiety the next day after drinking during lockdown that I've never felt before. And I think it's just everything. It just heightens, obviously, a hangover and alcohol normally heightens your fear and anxiety and there's scientific reasons for this which i won't go into now but um i was down at myself though lord just, 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 yeah just everybody was there. everybody was there was a, it, it was like a tuesday yeah. do you know what i mean and yeah. it, it was four it was like half four in the, in the afternoon and the sun was belting down and you're like well i'm not fucking working tomorrow yeah yeah, I know. And like, why not like live a little like, oh, sure, you know, nobody knows what's going to happen. We might as well just enjoy ourselves. But if that spirals, then that's when it starts to kind of feckin really go downhill. Like, and I you think know what, in most... fairness, Laura, kudos to me and you for pulling our fucking socks back up, though, because that could have went really, really wrong. No, it could have. And, 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 and if it's the same if anyone else, obviously, who's listening, who, who, who can relate. Yeah. And they might still be, um, and they may, they may have prolonged a little bit more. If you did snap yourself out of it, kudos to you all as well. Yeah, and if you didn't, there's still bloody time. So what there I will is, say, absolutely. what I will say is, you can always make things a little bit better. And good structure and routine is the best place to start. A good sleep wake routine, Monday to Friday, and not too far off your Monday to Friday at the weekends as well, unless there's like a very special occasion or some reason for it. Um, your meal times keep them the same. Um, your training sessions planned same times and days weekly I cannot stress that enough and to-do lists I know Owen you spoke about this recently as well here it is now bring yeah, yeah, bring us on to that one there now yeah. so this is this is the next point that I have I only started doing it and it genuinely is a game changer like yeah. everyone has the little note section in the phone I started writing down Wednesday to-do list Thursday to-do list Friday to-do list whatever it is it might be three things it might be ten things Yeah. even if it's ten things because you have them written down, I can guarantee you will get 80 to 90%, if not 100% of those things done. So, yes, I did start to do a to-do list. Anyone that hasn't been doing them, um, if you feel like you, uh, it, it, it aids your structure, 100% start a little to-do list. It doesn't have to be all fancy-schmancy. It doesn't even have to spell right. You yeah. just write it down. Bullet points. written down, it's there. Yeah. Bullet points, smash, dash, off you go. Um, they calm me down. I'm just having a quick look here of what I said. Once again, because I made a to-do list about this podcast. <laughs> I never, um, it, it, it actually it calmed me down from being such a regimental person. Um, so it, it, everything I'm thinking is not in my head. Yeah, that's huge. Because if so I forget um, something, it's down in front of my eyes. Yeah, and you know, that's a huge one as well. Not just for your to-do list for your day, but like brain dumping, push, putting shit on paper. So you're not holding it all in your head. We have a million and one things going around in our head at like any one time, particularly when you're working, particularly when you're working for yourself. You have lists, you have clients, you have things to do. You have your, you know, someone to get back to. Write everything down and then you don't need to store it all in your head and you can think clearer and you're not worrying that you're going to forget something or trying to think about 27 million different things at the same time. It's huge. For Delighted you started takes... doing that on. Yeah, no, it, it is. It, I'll for, never for, for forget that... the day. 
sorry. This just reminded me. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this. But the day uh, I used to slag you in FBT because you didn't have, this was about maybe a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago now. You never used to use a diary. And you were like, no, I keep all that in my head. I never make a mistake. <laughs> That was ridiculous. And I have made some mistakes. And on that very day, on that very day. <laughs> no, I won't. I, 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 I think there was a double book, wasn't there? There was ah, a double geez, book and stop. a slight double book. And it only happened the one song. Oh, and do you know what the best part was? You learned from it and it hasn't happened since. Yeah, yeah, those things are really funny sometimes, actually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Do, do you know what? We're, talk, we're talking about a double booking in a gym. Like, well, like, I like how I, I, I would love to be in a position to have to, to have double a double book yeah, right yeah. now because we, because we have the fucking gym. Do you know what I mean? Oh, stop. Anyway, um, I love that. Yeah, no, no, it really does calm me down. I'm very, very happy that, um, that I've taken a leaf out of numerous people's books. It's just like people just recommend, and I was like, you know what? I'm going for it. I'm gonna start writing it down. Yeah. And it actually ended up being a, a really, Game really good thing for me. Oh, yeah. yeah, I have so, I have some here for you though. Uh, talk to me about chocolate every day. Oh, stop. Okay. Um, people are sometimes surprised at the fact that I eat chocolate. Maybe the fact that you eat chocolate. Although, Owen, I know you've been very honest on your Instagram stories of late. But um, I know particularly when people meet you first, they're like, oh, you're a personal trainer. And they start telling you that they eat loads of vegetables or whatever. And like, I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> that is great. But like, I eat chocolate every single day. And sometimes I eat chocolate first thing in the morning. Sometimes I will have my square of dark sea salt dark chocolate. The best one is the one from Little. if anybody hasn't tried it. The Little large bar of the sea salt not the salted caramel the sea salt it is so good a square of that before I leave the house at like half five in the morning before I go into work some days into the gym and then or before I start into clients um remotely I'll go down and I'll have my square of dark chocolate and my coffee and I do not apologize for that the majority of what I eat is good, wholesome food. I know where I need to be with my calories in terms of my goals. So my caloric intake is number one. The source of my calories, number two. And then a little bit of happiness on the side. There's absolutely nothing wrong with eating chocolate every single day. Will we refer to, um, let's refer to like our clients or potential clients or, or anyone who's just listening and trying to like um, aid fat loss, accelerate um, uh, mindfully and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Your time of chocolate consumption means fuck all. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Guys, seriously, not messing with you. It, do, it, it does not have relevance. Now, if you're going to go through the whole uh, things of like meal time and if you're going to go even further in terms of your nutrition, then it, 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 might, it might stand to you. But yeah, but if, if, you're, just purely... if you're struggling to lose fat, body fat, if you're struggling to lose weight, the least of your worries is meal time and is all that nitty gritty stuff. It comes down to calories in versus calories out. So mm. get into a good routine. And if you want a bit of chocolate every day, whether you're having it at 5 a.m., 12 p.m. or 11 p.m. at night, doesn't matter as long as you're being consistent and it fits within your 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 goal caloric intake. Do you agree with um, calories and protein first? Yeah, I do. Cool. To, Likewise. To, to, to a certain degree, I think if you're worrying about your protein, but you know, you're still, you're way off in terms of meal, like structure and routine. And, and like, I think get yourself into a good routine with your meals first. And um, pe- people worry about hitting their protein to the gram. And I'm like, okay, grand, it's, we want to increase protein. We want to be getting a good source of protein with every meal at the start. But if you're struggling to lose weight and you're really not in a good routine and a good place with food, if there's any kind of issues, you might be, you know, struggling with disordered eating, um, to some degree you want to look at all those variables first and then it comes down to calories 
And then within those calories, you want to be getting a good enough protein. You want, you know, as much of those calories to come from your optimal amount of protein as possible. And then looking at your fruits, your veg, having a good source of carbohydrate and then making sure you're not completely depriving yourself. Because what happens when you completely deprive yourself? You feel like you've been, quote unquote, good all week and you end up going on a massive binge fest at the weekend and end up back, back to square one. There's a lot of good infographs out there, and they do put the uh, the, the the red zone on your Friday afternoons all day, Saturday, all day, Sunday. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, and that's where, um, oh, it was on the tip of my tongue there. Yes, it would. Uh, the, basically, there's a lot bigger fish to fry than that little bold food that uh, a lot of people are still calling it. Yeah. It's a lot bigger fish to fry because if you overconsume on good good food, you're still overconsuming. Yes, you have the right idea, but you're just you're just shy of the uh, of breaking through the threshold of understanding the energy and energy in energy out um, system. Do you know what I mean yeah, that's yeah. human science? We did. Me and you didn't put that there. Me and you didn't create that formula. We're just preaching it. And we're trying to get it across to every individual as best as we can, one day at a time. We didn't Actually, put it there. This this um, brings me on to I want to talk about one of the points you made about staying, as you said, what did you call it in in good nick all year? Yeah. Yeah. So that I think when you understand your body and understand, you know, the energy balance, calories, food, nutrition, to some degree, you don't need to have a massive understanding. It doesn't have to be huge. But when you kind of understand where you are with that and what you what is what you require to keep you at your best, then doing what you're going to talk about now on is a lot, lot simpler. You will then become in Nick all year round. That <laughs> yeah. is what will happen. But like now, it's e no, it's not easy for me to say because then I'm trying to make it seem like so simple and, and that anyone can do it. It is fucking hard. It's come with you know some, what I mean? time and learning and consistency. Time. Yeah. Time. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you just kick-started it there. Time, absolutely. Like, what was I? Quick quick bit of background. Um, started going to gym with that, just about turning 16. Um, playing football, that was the priority. But went to the gym, started training legs a lot of the time. That was really into the bodybuilding side of, side of um, weight training, etc. So he was like, right, train legs for six months. Don't go near your upper body. Give it a chance. See if you grow. Anyway, that ended up not happening. <laughs> so anyway, he just said to me, let's just see what happens. So grew the legs, trained for about six months, only, only at lower body, played a lot of football, then started getting into uh, proper full body weight training. 16, I'm 29 years of age now. Like that is what, nine and three. That's 12 years I've been weight training of some sort. And the longest break I think I would have taken from weight training was four weeks. And that was just true. I think I was on a session time. 18 years of age, you know, yourself didn't give a shite. That was the longest amount of time I've ever stopped doing training. So if you're a person that's listening to this and you dip in and out here and there everywhere, and you think that, it, 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 um, oh, when is this going to happen? When, when is it finally going to change me and stuff like that? Like, you need to really take a, a, a step back and understand that it does not happen super, super quick. So if people say to me, oh, well, you didn't go Nick all the time, all that kind of stuff. It's because I deserve to be because I put the, t- the, the tools in place. I don't overconsume seven days a week. When you see on my Instagram that I'm eating this nice stuff or that nice stuff, like I'm just putting that up because it looks juicy as hell. 
But that's yeah. not always what I always eat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I I, I, I drink me water. I sleep there. I sleep um, loads. Yeah. Um, uh, me, me housemate and then I see me tell you that and me ma tell you that. They all, like, I sleep loads. Uh, like for, even from, from when I was a kid. Drink loads of water. Move like mad. Even the basic shit. And then like when I'm training, like I'm in the zone training. And then I'm done. And then I'm, and then I'm just back to me again. Like Yeah. What and do you think? I think it's really, really important to point out as well. You mentioned there, you know, when you see things on your Instagram, like you know your you, for, oh, through time, as you just mentioned, through being consistent, taking the time to learn, allowing yourself that time to learn about where you sit in terms of how many calories you can comfortably eat and still stay in the position um, physically that you want to stay in. That takes so much time. That takes years. And it can change and it is it is variable, but you are putting up pictures of your foods and then you'll see someone might look at that and go, okay, if he's eating that, that's what I'm going to eat then because he's in great shape. So if I eat that, I'll be in great shape. But it doesn't work that way. And I've had people even message me in response to some of the foods that I post and meals I post going, oh, where is that from? Is that good for you? Is that, okay, wh- what, why are you eating that? I'm like, because it's food that I enjoy. And it's it, I know how many calories I need to be I want to be taken in, how much protein I want to be taken in in line with my goals and my body and my expenditure, my energy expenditure and what I need. But it's not necessarily going to be the same for Mary down the street. So for anybody listening out there looking at anybody's Instagram or social media or anything at all where they're putting out, this is what I eat day to day. This is the amount of calories I'm on. Please do not look at that and try to replicate that and think that you're going to see the same results or any results with that. You may be in a position where what you need is way more calories every day or way less or those foods just might not be in line with your goals. So there, like we always reiterate, there is no one size fits all. And something that works for Owen or something that works for me is not going to work for Mary down the road. So you could nearly bring it back to um, uh, chocolate every day. Yeah. You could, but basically, the point you're making now, you can bring that back to chocolate every day. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. Like, I know what I'm, what I need. I know I'm getting enough of the things that I need that serve me, that keep me where I want to be. And I know where, what I need to do if I want to change that as well. Um, this actually brings us on to another one as well. Do you believe in genetics or do you think people are just lucky? This is kind of in line with what we're speaking about, I think. Um, you said... Yes. Yeah. I did. I did. I did say that. It was me, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah there it is there. Do you believe in genetics or are you just lucky? I, I, I'm on the fence, personally. Okay. Personally, I'm on the, I'm on the fence. because I don't. There is a bit of I'm not 100% certain on the science of it, so I could be mm. called out for this. But like, I just... Like genetically, I had an extremely um, muscular dad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm his offspring, so I'm bound yeah. to inhabit some of that. Yeah. And then, so genetically, I was probably gifted in, in, in that sense, but I was also lucky that I had someone like that who brought me into a weightlifting environment or a health and fitness environment at, at the age when it was like acceptable to do so. Yeah. So I, I, I literally got the the balance of both things and everyone saying, oh yeah, lucky fucking you on. No, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Lucky me. No, you had opportunities, chose... but you made the most of those opportunities. Like that, that, exactly. That's the one I could have, I could have went, nah, not for me. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't. I, so yeah. yes, the both things that they're, 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 they're two of them. No, sorry. I want to, I want to hear what you think. Tell I think, sorry. I think what you're saying is exactly right. There's underlying genetics there that are going to 
kind of determine your physical makeup. But one of the things that actually really irritates me all the time is somebody turning around going, oh, you're so, you're so lucky. You're so, you're just naturally fit. You're naturally in shape. Hell to the no. Like, it doesn't happen like that. There, nobody is fit or in good shape by luck. Not one person on this planet. Every single person that is in good shape and physically fit and is looking after their health and fitness, is prioritising it, is doing the work, is eating well, is training to some degree in a way that serves them and makes them look and feel better. There's no one that is in good shape by luck. So if anybody, if you're looking at somebody else or if you're looking at somebody on social media or someone who lives down the road or around the corner and you're thinking, oh, they're so lucky, they're just in great shape, I guarantee you that isn't just happening. They're, they're putting in the work. So, yeah, I think what you're saying, Owen, I completely agree. And I do believe that people have different have different opportunities in life, but it's what you make of them. Like like you said, you had that opportunity. You had obviously you've you, you mentioned your dad had pretty good like muscular makeup. You've obviously inherited some of that. He brought you to a gym at an age when you could start. You could have you could have turned around and said, no, this isn't for me. Luckily enough, you did take to it, but you've kept going. And it's not luck that's got gets you up five, six days a week and has you training twice on Sundays or luck that has you prioritizing good, wholesome, healthy food and making sure that you're fueling your body and that you're getting your sleep and you're managing your stress. That's not luck. It's it 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 passion and ability to be confident to know that I can help other people and know that I choose a well-trained, well-hydrated, well-fed, well-rested own for self over yeah. uh a fat, moody, um, um, a run down. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I choose this me now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's I, actually I, I, a really I, good point, Don. The fact that, like, I, because I know, I've seen the difference. I know the difference when I don't train or when I don't look after myself and how shit I feel. And I, in turn, I'm a shit person to be around. Like, I'm not a fun person when I'm not looking after myself. And when I, I don't know, feel yeah. good. I'm only joking, I'm only joking. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, I've seen it firsthand. No, um, but yeah, like you, your your self confidence goes down. You don't if you're not valuing yourself and your health and your wellness and you know having a little bit of self respect for yourself like that, then it does transfer into every other area of your life. Uh, you mentioned as well, actually, on one of the one of your points was you cannot fake confidence. Talk. No, uh, yeah, like and and I know people say like. Uh, what's the saying? Fake it till you make it. Mm. Um, I don't know if like yes, it it, it does that because a lot of people obviously have faked it and then they end up making it. So obviously it will come across as just raw confidence. But mm. um, like the cream will eventually always rise to the top. So if you're gonna if if you're if you're gonna pretend to be a confident person, like you you'll end up being found out eventually. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's okay. It's okay to not be confident. Like why? Why? No one. No one has to be confident all the time. Personally, I don't think so. I, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of people that probably wouldn't class themselves as class themselves as confident. I don't think any less of them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. It, but like in terms of if someone was to be, um, if someone was to lack confidence, it can it can come to you. And if someone is overly confident, it can be stripped away from you. How do you think confidence is built? Um, making mistakes. Yeah, getting out and doing the work. 
yeah, I think making mistakes builds confidence. Sounds like a contradiction maybe to, to some people. Like, um, well, you, like, you know not to do that again. So you're confident in that process, whatever it might be. Yeah, um, and you've seen that you've tried and what's the worst that's happened? You failed and you get up and you try again. And if you, what builds even more confidence then is when you actually achieve something. So you get out of your comfort zone, regardless of whether you fail or you achieve you're going to build your confidence because you've shown yourself that A, you can step outside your comfort zone, you can try something new. Or you can... Definitely, do- yeah. Like, like I, I think mistakes, what would the next one? Asking people for reassurance. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, wrong, sorry, wrong word. Asking people for advice. Yeah. Because if you're looking for reassurance, that means you're assuming you're right when you can actually be wrong. So like, I mean, if like if I'm... If, let's say you ask me about glue bridges. Yeah. And... You felt you you you, you reached out to me. Oh, I'm not really that confident on this glue bridge. Can you just have a quick? Can you have a quick scan of it? And then I advised you on a couple of coaching tips. You end up feeling better. You'd be like, okay, now I'm confident enough to pass that information on to someone else because I know how it feels firsthand. Yeah, Owen was confident in it, so he felt confident enough to, to coach me into it. So confidence breeds confidence, really. I think. Yeah, yeah, I 100 agree. Um, and I think, yeah, reaching out, like you said, and asking people for help and advice is huge. And I think making mistakes and reaching there, out, there yeah. needs to be more of that, it, particularly in our industry as well. I think people are nearly afraid to be seen to be the one to not know something or to be to admit that, OK, I, I actually don't really know this or I'm not great at this or I could do with learning this. And I think that's the only way you're going to grow. And that then by growing, you're going to gain more confidence and you can only move forward by asking out, reaching out and asking for help. And I think in our industry, there is there there can be great camaraderie, but then there can be a lot of that not wanting to be seen to be the one to not know. I think it's a lot better now. A few years ago, there was a lot of Mayfainers around me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no. I, 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 I honestly feel it. It has. I understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I think it has gotten better, but also like it comes with the right circle of people who's around you that can then like. No, no one will be like, look at this thick asking me for something. You should know that. Very, do you know what I mean? I don't, really, I, I, don't, I don't really see that anymore, especially not in FBT, like King yeah. of Gyms, FBT Gym, follow <laughs> on Instagram. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, 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 that's how I feel. And I think, when, when, when was it? Was it Christmas? Just before Christmas, um, we had the uh, the fam Christmas breakfast when we did the Chris Kindle and all. Yeah, yeah. And the lads were saying, um, I don't think there's been a better crew here now the way yeah. it is obviously we, we had a couple of a couple of fallen soldiers along the way yeah. that have been absent that were really unreal and they've helped me a lot as well but yeah we have a proper good circle there now like so it is yeah. quite a confident oh, thing. No, we and I'm confident that I'm so confident that we're going to bounce back when these gyms open yeah no 100% I agree actually there was a few questions we put up a question box on Instagram there this week there's a few questions that actually are kind of related to that Um, someone asked do you learn from one another about your you and me own so do we learn from one another? Um, and yeah, like I definitely have reached out to you at times and asked you what, for if I was struggling with something or, you know, maybe stuck with something that I couldn't figure out with a client or couldn't decide what the best thing to do would be. I kind of asked your advice. And I know I actually remember, was it lockdown one? Um, You contacted me for advice with about something and... um think it was something to do with pre-postnatal training and yeah we do we help each other out and I'm always more than happy to help anybody that I know that I can 
Um, and I think a lot of people probably think, and I, I sometimes a lot, coaches when they come, when they're starting out, when they, maybe they've never worked before, they're just newly qualified. There's an assumption that we're all really, really, um, really competitive with each other. And it's not like that at all. It really isn't. Um, like, oh, we're very different in the way that we coach and in our approach to our clients. They're very different. And I know that's that's evident as well because one of my cl clients has actually said it to me. Um, and one of her questions as well was, what? where was it? Do you ever argue about your approaches? Um, no, no, absolutely not. We both have our views yeah. and we both have our ways, as you said, of the own things. It's never been an argument for some approaches because, like, you could take the fucking scenic route or you can take the M50. Like, if you're getting to where your client needs to be, yeah. it does not matter. Yeah. Back everyone 100%. Yeah, I completely agree. And as well, like, there's been times when I've referred people to you who have come looking for coaching, but I've known that you're going to be the coach for them because we kind of do work in very, in very different ways. Essentially, what we're doing is the same thing. Like you said, we're taking different routes to the same place. But um, for one person, they might need that scenic route and the other person might need the M50. And it really is about making sure that who you're working with, that you're the right person for them and they're the right person for you. Um, what do you think, reckon now? Do we learn from one another? Just to let you have a little. Yeah, I genuinely that. feel that we I genuinely feel that we do. Um, I think sometimes how to speak to someone. Um probably not so much client-based, just like um, actual people skills. Yeah. Like sometimes I get a bit ahead of myself and I speak at people, which is really uncool just for anyone who, um, anyone who's listening, like I, I have, I hold my hands up, I have made that mistake. I probably might make it again every now and again. Like well, speaking at people is not cool. And I was a bit of a bollocks for that. And uh, like sometimes even when I was speaking, as we, like when we were in the gym, it's just kind of like, oh, like, can you just kind of, we are wording a little bit different. I'm like, oh shit, that's how that sounded. You get yeah. what I mean? So yeah. yes, in that sense, in that sense, I have learned from that. Um, I think celebrating the little wins, I'm not really good at that. And you're definitely a little win person, especially when it, especially when it comes down to clients, like you make a big deal out of a little win. And I really should be using that because the smallest thing to you can be the biggest thing to your client. Yeah, but to me, it, the little wins along the way are huge. Because I hear you. Sorry yeah. to cut a question, but I hear, I hear you. I'm around there. I'm, I'm grabbing dumbbells or whatever, and I'm hearing what you're saying. You're saying, you're saying something to client X about, um, like the extra two point five on a barbell. Now, let's let's not let's not let's not play that down too much. An extra two point five is unreal for anyone. But like. Well, it's just the way you say it. Like you make it seem like it's an extra tone, and that, and then it becomes a tone that goes onto the bar because you are putting belief into your clients' minds with good, with good technique, with good, um, with good, uh, with good belief. Do you know what I mean with good confidence? Yeah. And then knowing that they have Laura Murray backing them, then you're like, oh Jesus, she's really good at her job. Do you know what I mean? But having said that, I've learned from you as well because I know when I started out, I was I was a bit of a soft touch. I wasn't pushing people as much as like as they needed to be pushed. I'm watching you with your clients. You take no bullshit, <laughs> like, and I mean that in a really good way, like, um, which can probably be pretty intimidating for the wrong person. But I was like, okay, that's what I need to be pushing my client a little bit more and getting a little bit more out of them. So I think it's not it's it's great. I, I you don't want to be working around somebody who's your fucking double, you know, next to you. There's, you're not going to learn anything. It's great to be able to learn from your 
the people who are around you and from your circle and um, pick up little tips here and there and bounce ideas off each other. I think it's really, really important. Yeah, there was one, there was uh, one, I'm just looking at your little, um, all right, so for, oh yeah, you need to explain to me the difference between daily affirmations and daily gratitudes. I don't know what the difference is. Okay, brilliant. Okay, and I love that you admit that as well, that you don't know the difference. Well, you're about to learn. Okay, so these, <laughs> are, these are two things that I've, be, I've done all along well before lockdown, but not as consistently and routinely as I should have to really maximize the benefit of them. So these are something that I started doing through lockdown just to kind of um, give you a little bit of background now. So I have struggled with anxiety for years, um, quite acute anxiety, and it's been very much heightened through lockdown. And lockdown one, I had some pretty dark pits that I fell into, as did everyone, I'm sure. Um, and anybody that has struggled with anxiety in the past, I think it has felt the same, that it's been heightened. Everybody's kind of felt fear on a level, even if you haven't ever experienced anxiety or kind of, you know, that kind level of fear or that feeling before. I think everybody's experienced something to that degree on some level in the past year. Um, and just figuring out ways to manage that a little bit more, getting into a better routine um, and really, really allowing myself to work on mindset and my thoughts and my inner dialogue and affirmations and gratitudes are huge for this. So gratitudes are things you're grateful for. Gratitudes would be OK. What I like to do is I list every single morning three things that I'm really, really grateful for. It's a really nice, it might sound ridiculous. It might sound like, you know, I remember when I heard about it first, it's like, oh, that's airy-fairy bullshit. Like, I'm not doing that. That's ridiculous. Like, that's, I'm not writing down th three things I'm grateful for. Trust me on this. If you don't believe me and you don't believe in this, do it for a week and see if it makes a difference to how you think or how you feel um, and how your day goes. So get, I get up in the morning and I write down three things that I'm grateful for. Now, they don't have to be, you know, I'm not writing down. I'm grateful that I've like, you know, this amount of money in the bank because I freaking don't. <laughs> but I'm writing down, I'm writing down some. It could be anything as little as I'm grateful for the fact that I have a comfortable home and a roof over my head. I'm grateful for the fact that I have healthy foods in the fridge for the day. I'm grateful for the fact that I get to get up now and do my workout. Um, Little things. I'm grateful for, you know, my family. It could be anything, but those three things just get you focusing on something that is good in your life from the moment you wake up. Um, affirmations I also do at the same time, first thing in the morning. And affirmations is when you are affirming a positive characteristic of yourself. OK, so I'll say I have I have a list that I repeat to myself every single morning. And it's actually really important to say these out loud as batshit crazy as you feel. Um, saying them out loud I will say I am strong I am confident I am capable and I have a list of seven now that I say every single day I say them out loud and the more you affirm it's like that you know you, you keep telling somebody that they're stupid they're gonna feel stupid they're gonna feel shit if you keep telling yourself oh I can't or I'm not able or I'm tired you're gonna feel like and you, you won't you're gonna feel tired if you keep reaffirming oh, I'm tired and keep saying it you're going to fucking focus on that and you're going to feel so much more tired. If you keep telling yourself, I am strong, I am capable, you know, I am confident, you're going to feel, OK, yeah, I am. I can do this. I and am sexy. Yeah, oh, that's it. Oh, get up maybe someday, you know, if you keep saying that <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every single morning. <laughs> 
No, but that honestly, was, that, that was a cheap shot. I didn't even want that chat out. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. I'm kidding. But get up every morning and say them out loud, um, and write them down as well with your gratitudes. And I like to finish the day on the same note as well, writing down three things that you're grateful for, or another thing that I like doing as well is writing down three things that went well today, three things that could have gone better. And three ways nice. in which I can make them. Now, this is really important as well for me to do weekly. So on a Sunday, I'll write down three things that went well this week. They don't have to be three. They can be five. They can be one. They can be two, whatever. I just go with three. Um, Three things that went well this week. Three things that could have gone better. And then based on those reflections, what can I do next week to improve, to make it a better week than this week? And that then will allow you to set a goal for the coming week. It doesn't have to be a huge goal. Maybe it's drink a little bit more water or not stress as much or get a little bit more sleep because one of the things that didn't go well was my sleep this week. So maybe winding down a little bit more before bed. Um, but it just gives you a focus then for the coming week. It allows you to look at what went well, what went really well and reflect on that, which again gives you confidence, makes you feel good, lets you focus on the things that have gone well, the things that haven't gone so well. Okay, grand, that's life. Everything isn't always going to go perfect, but how can you improve on that then? And that's you taking back power then again, not feeling defeated because things didn't go perfectly, but looking at what didn't go so good. How can I make that better now? Because I have the control and the power to do that. So your daily Nice, that's very interesting. Yeah, and it's huge. And like, I know uh, people listen to this and even your cell phone and I know we have different ways of coaching. And these are things that I do with my clients as well, because I think your mindset is huge, particularly when you're embarking on a new journey or on a goal, when you're looking towards a goal, like for somebody maybe who has never been in a gym before and it's terrifying and they want to lose weight and they're shitting themselves and they've no confidence. Little shifts in mindset can be huge. So trying to bring some daily affirmations or gratitudes into your day. And like, as silly as I might feel at the start, just try it. And if you find after a week or two of doing that, that you don't feel better, grand, stop doing it. But I guarantee it'll improve your mindset and your how your day goes. Yeah, sure. Come here, in fairness. I, I started, I, I thought to uh, put a little to-do list together. Yeah. Um, what well, was silly and look at me now, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I'm definitely going to be looking into those two things, yeah. Because, um, yeah, the affirmation one is one that I probably didn't understand. I should have probably said that a bit louder. All right, I should have said that more clear. I definitely knew what gratitude was, so yeah. no one thinks I'm a tick. <laughs> I, I, def, I, def, I definitely knew what gratitude was. Own is not a tick. You hear it here first. <laughs> I am not a tick. Um, I, 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 I just have one there. I, I just I, I really wanted to ask you this yeah. one here. I get your opinion on it. Oh, yeah. sorry. Well, yeah, well, yeah, get your opinion, but also speak across some people about an intrinsic uh, mindset or an extrinsic yes. mindset. So intrinsic mindset is doing something because of how it makes you feel. Extrinsic extrinsic is doing something because of where it's going to get you. Like you're, or sorry, like it'd be like you're doing, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Extrinsic yeah. is like um, you're working in the shittiest job in the world because it's going to make you a millionaire. Um, you probably will obviously, yeah, like if you're a millionaire, you'd be happy to a certain extent, but you, you get what I'm trying to say. Whereas if yeah. you do, an intrinsic, let's say you go to the gym for the intrinsic reason. You will continue to go to the gym. You will continue to eat well. Um, you will continue to walk 60 minutes a day if that's what makes you feel absolutely amazing. If it makes your day better, then you will continue to do it. If you're doing it because someone else is just telling you to and you have no reason why, that's yeah. an extrinsic kind of mindset that you're going to have. Um, basically, uh, people in photo shoot prep. You're yeah. gonna, if you're doing it, if you're doing it to be the best looking version of yourself, and you know you're gonna feel damn amazing, great. That's an intrinsic reason. But if you're doing it for that, uh, 
pro card or if you're doing it for um, to get all the likes on Instagram, that's an extrinsic reason. You will never actually be happy when you get there. Yeah, well, like the, that's it. Like the intrinsic motivation or intri- an intrinsic reason for doing something. You mentioned there like doing it for a photo shoot. That can even come down to that could be an extrinsic reason. Um, like, what is your reason? Are, are you doing the photo shoot? Are you deciding to do that because you feel pressured, or if you feel like it's something you should do, or is it a re- what is your real reason? What's your value for doing that? Is it because it genuinely makes you feel good, or is it because you feel like it's something you need to do because you want to have a photo at the end of the day to put on your social media so that you can get you know validation through likes because you don't feel at the heart of it worthy, or or you aren't as self-confident as you make out to be what is what your reasoning is is really really important um if it's something that you value like if I know for me I value how good I feel when I'm training regularly and eating regularly so my motivation is intrinsic it's how I feel I feel so much better and when I feel better I know I can give more to my family my friends um I'm just a better person I operate better I think better I sleep better I live better and that's an intrinsic reason. But if it's extrinsic, like I'm just doing it solely because I want to look a little bit better. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but I think there's. It's not really that black and white. It isn't. It isn't. And I agree because they can't sometimes they, they can in the link. So um, like if if. if yeah, look, if you if you're doing something extrinsically to look, let let's just let's just keep it um relative to to to, to our occupation. So yeah. let's say if you're doing it to look really, really good, right? You don't look sexy as hell, look at yourself, abs popping, uh delts flowing, quads, um, hamstrings absolutely shredded. You can see them from anywhere. Like you are gonna you you will care more about people seeing what you look like than you looking at yourself. Yeah. Whereas if you if if it but then sometimes it, it can uh, because you realize how much people actually like appreciate and are admiring how you look, you can actually probably start to get intrinsically attached to it. And you're like, holy shit. Now, like, people looking at me is actually making me feel good. So I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. But I think that's a dangerous you know I mean? one then as well to base all of your self worth on physique or on. Yeah. But, it, but then, but then it, this, is where the, this is where the full circle could come around. If you are not faking your confidence, which is another point, this can come into this. If you are confident in yourself, you will know and you are so mentally focused that you will not allow something like that to happen. Yeah. And once again, that's another rabbit hole. Yeah, very true. And we did say no rabbit holes on this one. I know we did. I know Damn we it. did. I know we did. All right. Um, there was a couple of other ones that I wanted to jump on to. The, you mentioned about treating your diet the same as the dumbbell rack in the gym. And I love that analogy. Can you talk a little bit about that? I'll let you take the reins on that. Right, guys. So if you are um, starting off in the gym or you're trying to get a little bit of progress, let's say you might be a, you might be a novice now, you might be moving into intermediate. Um, if you're really trying to nail down your food intake now, if you're walking to a dumbbell rack and you're picking up a set of 10 kilo dumbbells, you're not just going to say, no, nah, I won't take them today. I'll go to the 55s. You'll probably go to the 12.5s. You might go to the 15 kilos. You wouldn't jump all the way up. It's the same thing from your foods. If you're on chippers four days a week, um, I don't know. You Half could be having ice. Your tea. 
half pack of biscuits, biscuits which I take, uh, ice cream for X, Y, and Z, uh, smothering your carvey with stuffing and not having a small portion on the side, small, small things like that. If you go from that to going into cold turkey, you are in for a serious fail. Re- like realistically, and like the proof is in the pudding. We can only speak from the experience that we have had, which is why we're day by day trying to really guide clients into realizing that a you can have chocolate every day of the week, depending obviously based on the portion size. Keep that relative. Um, you can still have that stuffing on your carver. You just make it a smaller size on the side. You can still add your gravy on top of that. Just don't make it the whole bucket. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. You, just just don't do that. Like make the smaller change, like reduce the size rather than wiping it completely off the table, rather than completely removing it from your press. I, hear, I always hear people, especially when I'm doing like initial consultations and, and stuff, they're like, I, I, I need to get all, all that. I need, yeah. I, I need to get all that out of my press. And I my my question then is why? And they're looking at You're me. You're not a child, if, yeah. As if as if like as if as if I, uh, how can you what why would you ask me something like that? You're supposed to be a PT. No. The, like like um the way the way of coaching people mentally has really really changed yeah. a lot actually that on they what need- you just said there about like no I, like i don't want you to throw the stuff out of the press and like they're looking at you going I want, I, want, I, want, I want you to learn uh, yeah I don't want you to not eat it just because it's not there I want you to get to a place where you're in a healthy relationship with food and with your body where you can make better informed choices in line with your goals I don't want you not eating biscuits just because you can't get to them like a four-year-old like I want you to know what you're eating I want you to be able to have two biscuits if you want them every single day and know okay I can have these biscuits because I enjoy them and they're nice and they taste good but I'm not going to eat the whole packet and the more you engage in that whole like yo-yo diet or the deprivation kind of trap you're going to end up like who's more likely to eat a full packet of biscuits Joe who eats a couple of biscuits every day because he likes them and he still has a really good diet and trains and you know just eats the bickies because he wants them with his tea after dinner or Mary who never eats any biscuits and then at the weekend there's a pack of biscuits there what's Mary going to do Mary's going to go for the biscuits and eat the full pack of biscuits because she can't help herself because she feels like it's bad and she's eaten two so she's already fucked up her diet so she might as well eat the whole packet and get back on track tomorrow like that's the kind of route you end up going down with that mentality and that's the that's where I want to pull people away from and I think clients end up not being honest with us and I know Owen you've probably found this in the past as well it's it's really common and it's it's not even it's I think it's a subconscious thing sometimes um they end up saying yeah no everything's grand like uh I was good this week and not fully benefiting from the the coaching relationship then because they think that all we want to hear is yeah no I've been good all I've eaten is chicken and vegetables that is the last thing I want to hear in a check-in with a client is that all you've eaten is chicken and vegetables and you haven't eaten anything bad, quote-unquote, because there's no such thing as good and bad foods. And if you're depriving yourself all the time, you're not living a sustainable, habitual lifestyle that you're going to be able to keep going three months down the line, six months down the line, in a year's time. Um, so I think it's really, really important to remember that when when we're talking to you, I want to know, OK, now, yeah, I've had a good week. I had, you know, a good three solid meals yesterday with a good protein source with each one. You know, I had I'm eating within my caloric intake. I'm hitting my steps. I'm doing my best to get my water intake and I'm having a little bit of chocolate every day. And I'm enjoying that. And I'm looking forward to my, you know, halo top at the weekend that I'm going to have as a treat. And then I'm, you know, going to just keep going with this and it's all good. And 
I want to hear I mean, about it's good. It, 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 it's good. It's good to get into the trenches with it. That's basically yeah. that's what I'm hearing you say. Like, talk, tell me your shit. I like, want to me. know about the days that went yeah, shit. Yeah, though yeah, I don't yeah. want to hear everything was good all the time. I want to hear. Oh, I had a shit day yesterday, or last week was grand, except for Saturday. This happened. I'm. It's it's when you're struggling and when you're challenged and the days that don't go well is what I'm here for. I'm not here to go. Well done. Pat on the back. You know, it's not school. I'm not here to give you a gold star. I'm here to help exactly. you. And coaching, I can only do that if if I know where you're struggling. And a lot more times, more often than not, excuse me, if if you guys, anyone that's listening who, who will be a client of a coach or a trainer or anyone just even like learning, you would hear us relay back to some clients, oh my God, no way, that happened to me as well. Yeah. We can relay. We're we human. We can fucking what? relay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who would have thought we can actually genuinely relay? Jeez, I went yeah. a bit over the top there. But you know what I did? I didn't let it kick right into the week. I brushed it off and I got I got on with it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I got I, on like, with it. I, I, the, the, more, the, the faster you make your peace with decisions like that, the happier you're going to be. Yeah. And as well, like I, I was going to point out, as well, I have a coach. Like a lot of coaches have coaches. And I think it's really important to remember that, you know, we are also having days where we didn't really do so well nutritionally or, you know, we're struggling as well. So we can completely relate if you turn around and tell us where you're struggling. We want that because it's the only way that we're going to be able to guide you a little bit better. Um, you know, if you're not, if you, it's a two way street, obviously, we're here to guide you and give you the advice that you need, not the advice that you want necessarily. Oh, you made the point about um, going to the doctors there. What was it you said um, the other day? Uh... You wouldn't go into the doctors and tell them what you need. You go into the doctors and you say, this is my problem. And they tell you what you need. It's kind of the same. If you're coming and asking a professional for advice, we're going to tell you, okay, this is what we need to do. Now, it is a two-way street. Like, we need to sit down. We need to talk about your lifestyle, what it is you yeah. feel, what you feel you need. But then if, we, if we're giving you advice and you're not taking it and applying it, then you're paying for, like you know, what are you hoping to gain from, from the client coaching relationship? What, what is it that you're hoping to gain for? What is the service that you're hoping or that you're hoping is going to be provided to you? Because you have to be open to taking advice and guidance and applying it. If it, if you feel like it's not the right advice for you, talk to us, tell us, okay, I don't know if that's going to work with my lifestyle, but that's why we're here. And that's why it has to be a two way dialogue all the time. I mean, we, um, if you're, bringing this uh, towards clients or even consultations like being telling us what you want or you like guys as clients coming or going to a coach or a trainer and saying I want you to do this for me you may as well turn back out turn back and walk right back out the door like you're better off coming in and saying hi blah 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 this is where I am struggling. This is the problem that I have. How can we work well together? Are you That's talking about more... when someone walks in and says, I want you to make me skinny or I want you to make me... Oh my God. <laughs> no. I lost. I lost. There was, oh, there was a... It was a... Whoever it was, we ended up actually not working together because I knew that it was going to be... Um, like, I, I was never going to change this person's mind. Yeah. I, lo- I, I, I love a challenge, but fuck me. Like, there was... It was, it was just not going to work. And it was like, I want you to do and I want you to do and I want you to do. And I was like, all right, we can work together. 
um, I'd, I'm happy to refer you, which I didn't end up doing because I knew that this person probably was, it was obviously an ego thing maybe with the person as well. But okay. I was just like, it's not going to work. Like you, if you want someone to constantly do something for you, you're never going to be able to do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's you it. are never going to be able to do it yourself. It has to be. It's a two-way street. There has to be respect working both ways. But you have to, A, take yourself seriously and your goal seriously. If you don't do that, then why the hell would anyone else? Um, If you're looking for help with a problem that you are struggling to solve on your own, you have to be open to being told what you need to do or what you need for yourself and trusting your coach. Um, like And on the same note as well, one of the things that I can't stop hearing at the moment is when the gyms reopen I'm just gonna I'm gonna get fit before I go back and this happened as well last time lock after lockdown one I'm gonna just get a little bit fitter before I go back to the gym like you don't wait until you get better to go to a doctor why do so many people feel they need to try and get fit or lose weight before contacting a coach or going to the gym it's insanity to me you're missing so much help and support along the way. And you're just essentially wasting time or prolonging something that you could be doing with support, with guidance, with accountability and really putting some solid foundations in place rather than trying to go it alone and feeling a bit shit because you don't really know what you're doing and feeling like you're not ready to go into a gym. The gym is for absolutely everyone. Every single person belongs there and everyone's there for the same reason. I keep saying this and I know people are probably sick of me saying it, but every single person in the gym is there to look or feel a little bit better, regardless of their starting point, regardless of their journey, regardless of what it, where it is they are in their life or on their journey. Um, but don't ever put off contacting somebody and asking for help um, if it's something that you're struggling with. Like you wouldn't go out and start fixing your car to try and see if you can fix it before you bring Well, maybe you would, but like, you know, <laughs> without any knowledge <laughs> of what you're doing. Like it's insanity. Go and contact a professional if you have no idea what you're doing or if you're really struggling. Um, and don't ever feel like you need to get fit before coming into the gym. Like it's so counterproductive. No, I, I totally agree with you. Um, but there was one thing that was, it'll, it'll have to come back to me now. It was on the tip of my tongue, but I didn't want to interrupt you. It'll come back to me. But just, just what you're saying about um, about the, the, the analogy for, for the doctor, if there is someone who like who feels that they, they're looking yeah. now, currently, for a trainer or a coach, Laura just echoed it there. Well, Laura said, oh, "I'm going to echo it. Don't wait. Do not wait. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not saying if you're looking for a coach, shameless plug, employ me. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like approach someone who you trust, who you may already know, who you may already know personally, who you've already probably invested in, who you've been following on Instagram. Oh, now it's at the comeback. Well, I get to it in a sec. We like." Don't be shy. Do you know what I mean? Reach out and ask for help. Do not wait for the gyms to open up. Because let's be honest, with this fucking government, they said X, yeah, Y, and Z. Yeah. They, it's probably going to be we're a, a year a deep longer. here, lads. We're a year balls yeah, deep into yeah. fucking like, like, in, in fairness, in fairness, an hour, an hour ago when we first started this podcast and you said, and you were saying, oh, uh, let's, let's start chatting, blah, blah. I was like, yeah. oh, the gyms would be, the gyms, but last March, they said, give us two weeks and we'll get the forest, yeah. forest under control. And that's Call a great point. That. Yeah, great point. Because one of the things I wanted to, uh, to just touch on today was stop using lockdown as your excuse. Just like, if there's something oh, that yeah. you want to do in your life right now that you have a, a way to do, it might not be the way that you would have done it in the past or the way that you would like to do it ideally, but stop using lockdown as your excuse. Um, Your life is now. Like, we're not getting that year back, okay? And we have another how many weeks now until we, until, sorry, bear with me. 
Um, Maybe. Until, until we might yeah, get until a chance. Until we might to... get back to get into the gym. Um, and then, I mean, in between now and then, you can make a hell of a lot of progress. You can, Or you can stay stagnant or you can potentially regress. But if you just start now, look at what you can do in that in that time frame and that's like you said that's only a maybe getting back to the gym so don't wait your life is now exactly. and, and you have the potential yeah. to make it week on week your your quality of life better but come here just just while it's on tip me tongue this is why this is why i thought i forgot which i actually didn't my brain has obviously gotten larger <laughs> in the last hour I'm able, I'm, I'm able to hold in all, all, all this stuff so the amount laura please agree with me here the amount of free content good quality content on social media platforms like yeah, yeah. if you are starting now if you are intermediate etc now laura you might think this is a little bit risque but if you cannot gain some sort of knowledge or help for free there's no fucking hope for you at this stage if you cannot gain the help through programming through yeah. meal ideas through calories in calories out and um, through infographs through people just speaking and putting out statements we're not even going off on tangents yeah except I think this podcast I think... we're, we're, like there's so much like it's 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 mind-blowing if i knew we're just going to bring us to another point but if i knew and i had the platforms and the tools that that everyone that else available has now, now yeah oh my now, god i completely agree with you on on that point on but i think we have to remember coming from we're coming coming from us okay that's fine because we're coming from a place where we are educated on all of that stuff and we know we can separate the bullshit from what's real. And there's a lot of conflicting advice out there. And it's there's almost an overwhelming load of information. And there's, you know, one yeah, person will say this style training is the people only way are... to do. Yeah, but they do, not, not everybody would have the kind of foresight or the 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 knowledge to be able to determine what's bullshit and what's not and what's, you know, and who to follow and who to not follow. Yeah, Fair enough, exactly. I agree with you. And, and, and yeah, that's, okay. that's not necessarily anybody's fault. Like, I'm, I would never look down on anybody for that or think less of anybody for that. I just know, I'm, I'm able to look at something and go, okay, that's absolute utter bullshit because I've spent time and effort and money educating myself on these things. Now, saying that, okay, it's so easy to educate yourself now, it is in terms of the vast amount of information freely available, like you said, Owen. But again, there's a lot of con conflicting information. And for somebody who really doesn't have a clue where to start or what they're doing or have any kind of background knowledge on any of this stuff, on training or nutrition, um, it can be massively overwhelming. And also a little bit intimidating as well, particularly for, I think, females on Instagram looking at like Fitzbos and a lot of the, I'm going to say the word shit, absolute shit that's posted on Instagram. Um, by some, mm. by some. Um, so I I agree with you with the fact that if you do want to educate yourself, there are platforms there that are free, really really useful tools that can be used. But if you if you don't know where to go, ask me. I'll direct you. <laughs> <laughs> ask ask us. Yeah. Well, like, well, look, you know, look, like, I like, I can definitely vouch for a lot of peers out there, uh, uh, coaches and PTs that have worked in FBT. Yeah. Um, people that's and uh, all the guys that still do, they're all yeah. absolutely amazing. I'm not gonna start naming off names because if I forgot one, there'd be more. Um, like <laughs> nobody's paid for a name drop on this episode, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everyone is absolutely uh, like unreal. 
So I can vouch for them. Now, people might say, are you just being biased? You're, they're, they're all your colleagues, they're all your peers and stuff. It might come across that way, but I'm honestly not. But just like, the, like there's some pages that, like, that I'm on that I still follow that I just forget to hit the unfollow button. But yes, in, in fairness to what you're saying, like I know that I won't fall susceptible to fake information mm. or to uh, wrongful information or to uh, trickery because yeah. I'm so confident in what I know. But like, I'd, which will bring us to another point, we're all just trying to get the correct um, information across day by day to the public. Yeah, yeah. That's ultimately what we are trying to do. And like, if if, if even this podcast helps two people, yeah, great. That's the like that that is one hundred percent. And if those two people say it to two of their family members or or a friend, and then those two people listen, then we have absolutely helped loads of people. Like it will it will it will gradually build up. I just I want to make sure that people understand. Like from like the aim of this initial uh, podcast as well is to let people know that it does not have to be complicated. So if there's loads of complicated programs out there, coaching programs, um. Uh, learn how to run 10 miles all this shit and um, go on your um your keto diet and your, your zero carb and all that kind of yeah. stuff like it does not have to be though if you're unsure reach out don't just jump on something because you're just as negligent for jumping on something without knowing as opposed to not asking at all yeah yeah um completely that's fair that. yeah yeah that is fair very fair and um, how are you for time on do you have to hop off at any particular time uh, no, I'm good because there's a couple of other things that I actually need to get across here. Do what it. about you? Go for it. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to keep running. You're with good. It. You're good. Yeah. Savage, savage. Um, hang on there. Oh, um, so talking about me, guys, neat, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Um, I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> I know. I know. Calories. No, listen. Um, <laughs> go for it. Yeah. <laughs> So, guys, I genuinely, uh, the, the calories, you're not, you're not trying to burn calories, stuff like that. I know, all right? I know all this, but I still look. I know. It turns me on when I look at the calories burned. It's just funny. But I, I'm so educated and so confident in my, in, in my body and like um, my mindset, et cetera, that I don't burn the calories to eat the food. Let's just get that across. Yeah, so That's Owen wears his heart rate monitor every time he trains and he <laughs> looks at how many calories he burned and he feels a lovely sense of satisfaction when he sees them. <laughs> uh, but you know what? And it's so, fine. Yeah. I did that for a while. When I got my 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 own polar uh, heart rate monitor, initially I wore it every single training session. But I stopped purely because for me, it became a little bit obsessive. I was looking at the number of calories burned and I am very... Which, like actually surprised me that I became so invested in it I because I'm someone who will always really make sure that everybody that I work with knows that your training session should be solely focused your strength training session should be solely focused on building and maintaining your strength and muscle and then everything outside of that your nutrition your neat as you're going to talk about on should take care of your weight management um, but, so 100%. I stopped wearing it during strength training sessions purely because I was like, okay, I need to get to a point now where I don't care what calories I'm burning. Not don't care, but it's not it's not the aim for me. But yeah, no, if if you if that's something you do and it's not something that you know is mentally kind of having a, a detrimental effect to you, then by all means, I think there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, so I'm trying to like so this yeah so just while I'm on the initial start of this rabbit hole here, don't. Born calories 
to eat the foods that you want. Okay, guys, so let, let's just get that one thing across. Once we're going down the um, once we're going down the road of neat, so like um, doing your washing, hoovering the gaff, um, uh, taking a shopping out of the car, uh, making your bed, all that kind of stuff. Like that's then like that. That's just you being awake, being a human. You, you burn calories doing that. That's just the way it is. If you plan on going for a walk, you are now engaging in um, planned exercise. Yeah. So neat and planned exercise, they run parallel. They're not the same. So if you are going for a stroll. Oh, no, here we go, right? Let's say um, Tony is a laborer, right? He will probably rack up 20, let's random ballpark number, 25,000 steps a day, right? And I'm on and I work at a desk and I get 2,000 steps before 5 p.m. in the evening. I'm not going to tell Tony to get out and go for his walk in the evening. Get your knee up 24-7. You've already got that shit down, man. You've already got it. Don't worry about it. Grant, go home, uh, kick the feet up, kick back, work on your hydration, get, get, get some field prep if, if you find yeah. like you're struggling with that. Yeah. Get some rest in, take a shower. Do you know what I mean? Kick back, push up on the TV if you want, do a bit of education work, whatever. Whereas if you are on who sits at a desk 2,000 steps a day, your knee up is not is not up, basically. Your knee is actually down. So you should be actually getting out for your walks and for your steps, etc. So if you're going to instigate that and your knee is then going to rise, your calories and your energy expenditure is higher around your whole day rather than that one hour long training session or that um, that 30 minute whole program, whatever it is. You burn more calories from being alive and mosing around for the day than you do doing the 30 minute program. That's just fact. I didn't make that up. That's human science. Don't, they're, they're like, so don't call me out on it. That's yeah. fact. That's exactly what happens. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That, and and, and it, as 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 mad as it sounds, like if you just hold, so this this thing, this is what I'm saying, like don't wait for the gym to open. You don't need the gym to um, learn about your field or to, 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 to get a good, healthy uh, mindset on field to move a little bit more. Yeah. To you're manage your weight, you don't, you don't need a gym. So if you're waiting on the gym to open, you've been waiting like nearly a year now, lads. Like, are you going to let your life slide away? Totally agree. And I've called a lot of clients out on maintenance now. Mm. I've asked some judge because basically the kit is extortionate prices. Let's say, let, I don't know. I've been I've been doing some research for some clients. The money that yeah. some people are asking for some stuff and some business is not absolute madness. But it's a monopoly, needs most, so they're yeah. doing it. So what I've said to guys is without getting without going too much off in a tangent, I've asked a lot of clients to work on higher movement and more muscle maintenance yeah if they want to go in if they want to go into tempo training cool absolutely fine we can work on that and we can get that program and set across but more so maintaining what they've already gained from working with me yeah. do you know what i mean yeah. so so that's where you, so that's where you end up going down the road of understanding that the amount of energy you expend from just being out and about and being up on your feet etc as opposed to just sitting down and being the couch day all day it's a huge bracket yeah would you agree? Yeah, 100%. I completely agree. And I think it's hugely underestimated, no matter how many times you say it. No matter how many times you tell a client, you just need to walk every day. You just need to walk. You need to get out for your walk every single day. It should be a non-negotiable. You need to move. Get up and about and move. Um, th- There's no other way around it. Like, that, you can train. You can do, like, balls-to-the-wall training session five, six days a week. It doesn't matter. You can't like you can't out train a bad diet. You can't out train a bad lifestyle. Um, your lifestyle, you it needs to be 
well-rounded. Like you can be training and all the other variables could be falling by the wayside and your training is not going to, if you can't recover from it, you can't adapt. If you can't, if you're not fueling yourself right, um, you're not going to be able to train right. Everything has to be in place and movement and daily activity is one of those things that you're, that it's, it has to happen. Um, there's no way you're going to maintain a good healthy lifestyle by just sitting on your arse and like a lot of us are sitting a lot more like I know I've become way more sedentary now because I'm running all my personal training sessions off the laptop rather than in the gym so I was on my feet you know all day lifting moving demonstrating exercises it's a hugely um physical job like a lot of a lot more physical expenditure than I had than I have now so I need to make it non-negotiable as much as I do not want to get up and go out the door some of, some of the time I know I'll feel so much better afterwards and I know if I don't one of those days will slide into two into three so I get up and I go on my walk I do the same loop most days and um, it takes me just over an hour and I keep my heart rate I know you said you mentioned the same and I make sure my heart rate stays above 100 beats per minute on my walk um so I'm not just sauntering along like because sauntering is the worst thing. I, I yeah. do you know what? I'd rather fuck. Up, I'd rather Strolling. walk. Alone. If they get, if, if if you're gonna saunter, you're not walking. No, that's pa- just the way it is. Pound the somebody, pavement, lads. Pound the pavement. Somebody, oh, you you want to see? So like sometimes me and someone even on a Sunday, oh, but just go for a stroll. No fucking way. <laughs> anyway, right. So yeah, a hundred, a hundred, a hundred, a hundred beats in a small gonna be listening. It's been like along. your yeah, right. Can't believe you out right. of me. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, no. Uh, oh, a hundred beats a minute is probably is probably the, the one where where I'm looking at. Um, just just really quick there. Uh, yeah, knee is technically supposed is supposed to be classed as an involuntary movement of the human body. If you plan to go for a walk, which we all do, then it's actually no longer a knee. it is it is a planned exercise, which is deadly. But also, just on what you were saying there, in the gyms, right? Like my I, I'd say our BMR was huge mm. as opposed to us now. So like I wonder, I wonder how long it takes for your BMR. If anyone, anyone listening that it doesn't know what it is, it's basic metabolic rate. It's like the, it's like the being alive calories, whatever that might be. It's, yeah. it's different from person to person. But like, if you're, like, I wonder how long it takes for your BMR to drop. Like, how long must you do fuck off for your BMR to actually drop? I don't know the science in that. Mm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It, it's an interest. It's an interesting one. That would be that. That'd be an interesting start to find out. Like, um, but like how and, and if so, how much? Like, imagine your BMR was eighteen hundred. And you didn't see it dropping out to fourteen, and you were sitting there at eighteen hundred the whole time. Like you're not really, you're not really in maintenance, and you're not even in deficit anymore. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. then again, it is a slippery, it is a slippery slope to fall down. But um, yeah, like the amount of movement that we did. But that's I this don't brings think your BMR would would alter too quickly. It'd be your TDE. You'd be looking at your total daily energy expenditure, which would be determined by your daily movement massively. So yeah, I TDEE. Yeah. Excuse me. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Like that's mine has dropped, and I know it has. Um. So that's why if I don't, if I want to try and maintain, I need to just make sure I'm more active. I need to actively get up and make myself move more, to to be burning the same amount of calories that I was when I was on my feet from six a.m. till God knows what time in the afternoon, moving, lifting, you know, hoof and things around, <laughs> which I'm not. Give, get, 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 and <laughs> give you shit. Up the <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, I've actually started to do now people are going to be like this fella's off his head um, my clients big shout out to you all you know who you are if you're going to listen to this but their video sessions I do them with them yeah now, I remember you that telling is, me that that's that's some sick stuff now and, that, and that's a lot but once again 
what's sick to someone else is only a warm-up to someone else. Mm. It's just, it, it, it's all, it's, it's each to their own. It's all in your own capabilities, etc. That's but like, it, but, but you then again, know your capabilities and you are, you know, you're well-trained. You are at a point in your life where you are able to make sure that you are getting optimal sleep. You're not over-training or over-expending on all fronts mentally or physically because you know you have the capabilities to recover from the extra, the extra external stresses that you're pr- putting on your body by training maybe twice, three times a day. Um, and you, you just know now, okay, if I'm doing that, I need to up the volume of food. I need to up my calories a little bit. I need to make sure my water intake is spot on. I need to make sure my sleep is spot on. Um, and that's a priority to you, obviously, because if you burn out, that's it. That's your business. That's everything. And that's why I'm actually glad you brought that up because let's say food, sleep, hydration, um, people around you and then you're training yeah. at your work. That's your circle, right? Let's yeah. just say that's a circle. If I expend my training extra, by say 15% over a week, I just get 15% extra sleep. I get 15% extra calories. I get 15% extra water. You can take bits and bobs out with little bits and bobs if you want it, but you have to be well aware of 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 your uh, of your your, 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 your human your... your baseline and your makeup, etc. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like and and that's where like I don't get sick. Touch wood. I just like I I don't. It doesn't happen because everything else like it it'd be like an engine. Like if you're running on all, all your cylinders, like if one if one goes off a little bit, I'm okay because I have like that backup there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I I am I am quite cute when it comes down to that. So as I, as you said there, like some people might be like you're mad, you're off your head and stuff like that. That's not really the case. Like, I mean, each sort of wrong. Yeah, no, it's very just, impressive. I have to say it is very impressive that you do physically do the, like go for it with those workouts with every single one that you do. But like that, you are managing your your input as well as your output. So your sleep, your water, your foods and really making sure that if you're expending more out that your input is is matching that and you're not going to let yourself be run into the floor. Um, because overtraining and overworking can be like really overexpending on all fronts like that. You can really, really end up running yourself into the floor and actually end up going backwards. Like you can end up suffering atrophy, like muscular atrophy, which is where your muscles actually reduce in size and strength um, through just not being given optimal recovery and not being able to adapt. Your body starts to actually physically break down. Um that's a good, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Let, let, let me touch on that. Yeah. I spoke about, I spoke about rest days to a couple of clients over the last couple of weeks. They were on fire. Yeah. Guys, if you are on the money 60 days in a row and blah, 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 chill out. Mm. This is where, this is where now it seems like a lifetime ago, but when Laura Force said to me at the start of the podcast, I can chill, but I can't at the same time. This is me taking my own advice as well. And I've been, I've really struggled for that for, for years or you struggle for, take your own advice. Rest days. Oh my God. The, like, you don't know, you don't realize. I think it's like, it's it's like an after effect. You don't realize you need it until after you take it. Yeah. What do you think, Laura? 100% agree. Owen. And you know what? That's a massive one for me. I've struggled in the past with overtraining. And it's one of the reasons that I have a coach now because I need that accountability. I need, and he's told me actually in the last two weeks, he's made me take two um, unplanned rest days where I was supposed to be training lower body. And he said, no, do you know what? From what you've just said to me now today, I was just chatting to him by text. I was like, yeah, I'm still really sore upper body, but I'm training lower body today. So it's fine. And he's gone, no, it's not. If you are still in ribbons from your last training session, you need another rest day. You, you're not going into that feeling already wiped and with your body sore. 
you're not going to benefit from that and I, I kind of gave out about it and I was like okay mentally I'm going to feel shit now if I'm not training today but I went with it and my god the next training session I had a I was really excited for it because I was rested and ready for it and I was dying to get back to training even though it's in my bloody shed and not in the gym but um I was yeah I was also so thankful because my training session then went so well I had the energy to actually make the most of it and if you're going in and trying to give it give it a you know a good lash and make progress and you're wiped or your body hasn't properly recovered and you mightn't even realize that your body hasn't recovered but if you're not taking proper rest days then you can be guaranteed your body's not recovering properly you don't have to be sore but your body needs that time yeah be... like rest days equal a blessing in the skies everyone they yeah. are a blessing in the skies and as much as as much as you might not want to take it like take it from us we're, we're, we're the horses melt here now like they are very very vile i 100 yeah. percent stand by them um i'm actually looking forward to uh to training now yeah, yeah. <laughs> now they're talking about you're like give me a session uh, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna chill. Well, yeah, they, they, they are really, really important. Um, the um, and just as much as that, the type of foods where you will get, let's just say, for an example, the difference between the potatoes and jellies, Laura. Oh yeah, <laughs> go on. Go on. <laughs> the difference between potatoes and what jellies is, is you'll probably eat, you'll probably eat more jellies. Now, I'm not a jelly fan. I'm just using that as an analogy. You'll yeah. probably eat more jellies than you will potatoes. If you put potatoes and jellies in front of you, you're probably going to eat yeah. more of the jellies. Do you mean They're you're smaller. probably going to eat more in calories than... Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% agree. Definitely. Easily. Like, you'll inhale a thousand calories in jellies before you will a thousand calories in potatoes. It's the quality of the calories, guys. And, yeah. Like, it's... And once again, this is just, it ultimately comes down to education. So if everyone is um And also, I'll just point already, out there, they're both carbohydrates. Both carbohydrates. Yes. Obviously, your better nutritional source is your spuds, your jellies. Not so nutritional, but delicious and really, really easy to consume. Lots of. And this is where education can come in. So if you have my fitness pal, if any of you don't already have it, get it. Maybe um, just if you were to just to have a little scan of your barcodes on the back of it, let's say your salad potatoes, you weigh them out, you put them in front, let's say 300 grams of potatoes and 300 grams of jellies. Like there's so much more volume in the potatoes, you'd be like, oh, I'm not fucking eating 300 grams in there. Would you be? Would you be you're off your head? No. It, what we're trying to get across is is that you will probably still be hungry after the 300 grams of jellies. Yeah. Definitely. Whereas if you have 300 grams of potatoes, you probably won't be. That's I mean, exactly it's not what I'm palate. having for my dinner now. On 300 grams of baby spuds. Can't wait. <laughs> on unreal. I'll, be, I'll probably see them on your turkey Instagram. burgers. But yeah, yeah, like keep an eye out, guys. Turkey burgers. I think I've got some defrost in there. Sorry, we're going off on a tangent. But yeah, what this is what I want to get across. If you're going on the, if you're going on my fitness pal, this way a sneaky one actually gave advice to client to a client there, um, the other day, she wasn't, um, she wasn't really. She was like, oh, I'm going the same thing every day. So like that, I'm like, yeah, bullshit. Just please, just 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 track it and just prove it to me and prove it to yourself. Yeah. So you're more educated. So you don't have to keep using the app, guys. Put the my fitness pal app beside your instagram app mm-hmm. oh that was a game changer <laughs> that was a game changer because i just say to people you spend more than enough time i know lots of people say this you spend more than like enough that, time scrolling flick oh yeah it's flicking through your instagram you spend more than enough time flicking through that but you can log yeah. your field that takes i don't even know how long and yeah. if you're unsure to, to, to learn how to do it ask us it's no bother it doesn't matter and um, but like 
and um, you can and this is where it comes down to education jellies or potatoes or chocolate for breakfast it's not the it's it's not having the share size bar it's having that small piece and just knowing that that is enough yeah. and then you, you you have your calories balanced out for the day that would be a good thing to do um, what do you think about that? That's a nice little nugget, isn't it? That is a good nugget, Owen. But really good point that, that having, you know, not having the whole share size bar, just having the piece that you can still enjoy is really enjoyable, satisfies the the craving or the need for it or the want for it. But And then you've made a better decision and you can walk away going, okay, I enjoyed my chocolate. It was really good. And I've made the decision to stop it at that m- amount because this is what's going to be good for me long term. And it's just taking that little bit of self-control as well. And and knowing that as well, the more you exercise willpower and self-control, the easier it gets. Because you start to see why you're doing it as well. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I definitely agree with that. And if I could tell, this this is one of the points here. If we could tell our starting off selves some advice, what would it be? Now, you just you just mentioned one that I tell myself, like, yeah. understanding the difference between like the volume of certain fuels for the for the same calories etc like learn and faster yeah but then again like sometimes it takes a bit of failure what would you tell your starting off self oh I don't my know, god many my starting off self i would tell myself to just relax and start small making small sustainable changes i wanted to change the world in a week like but i'm still like that i want everything done yesterday like I wanted to see progress straight away i tried for i aimed for 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 perfection rather than progress so everything had to be perfect every day had to be perfect I was at a point where like this is gonna sound so nuts I was I wanted to hit my protein to the gram every single day my macros every single day to the gram my carbs proteins fats calories to the gram so I would be looking at my fitness pal towards the end of the day and I'd be going god I have a few grams of this few grams what can I make up and I'd be mixing mad stuff together and putting them on rice cakes like I remember one day having um yogurt with tuna and something else and like tiny little amounts just to try and make up those calories like really in the grand scheme of my life or in the grand scheme of my fitness journey like I did not need to be doing that sort of shit it was causing me more stress than actually you know was worth any anything and I wasn't I wasn't um I wasn't making enough of a difference for the effort that I was making you know does that make sense I, effort to reward ratio yeah, wasn't the yeah. same yeah if I had just relaxed and done my best every single day done my honest best every single day given it my all and just realised that it wasn't going to happen overnight and that that learning curve was so important to allow myself that time as well um, I was very hard on myself that's one thing else I'd, I'd say to myself just ease up a little bit on yourself do your best give yourself your best effort and be happy with that and try not to aim for perfection, but rather just progress on the previous day. Okay. Is it my turn? Yeah, go for it. Uh, I'll probably say have more fun at the start because it gets, the trenches creep up on you very fast, um, especially when your diary fills and um, and you people pulling you from pillar to post and you're trying to do best by everyone while still giving yourself time um, okay, are you talking now from a coaching point of view, starting out? Yeah. Okay, very good. Sorry, I thought we were just I, talking I, I, um, fitness oh, 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 No, this is good. Well, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah no, no, yeah. Well, yeah, look, if, if we're relating to um, uh, PTs listening to start off, that, that would be one I would say. Yeah. Um, but, then, but then again, your point is very valid, Dolor, because then you're like, well, like, let's be honest. You do have to look. It's some, you, do have some, you do have to have some sort of a, a fitness level if you are going to be 
um, oh, this was uh, before trusted. I even started. Though I hadn't even started looking at a career in in fitness back then. This was when I started my fitness journey. Kind of started going. Well, you to the started gym, trying to started, find yourself. Yeah, started going to the gym. Started trying to get a little bit fitter. Trying to lose a little bit of weight. Trying to build a little bit of muscle and. Oh my God, I was so hard on myself. So that's one thing I'd say to anybody starting out. Don't be so bloody hard on yourself. Expect your best and give yourself your best, but allow yourself time because it's not going to happen overnight. So just enjoy it. Like you said, the same again. Enjoy it. Like Have a bit of fun with it. But yeah, have a bit of fun with it. Yeah. Have a... Um, uh, stick to the basics. Yeah. 100%. Um, learn how to do... Learn how to move your body. Um bicep curls are piss easy anyone can do them learn how to move your body and another like learn how to um have good hip extension do you know what I mean learn like the it basics, might yeah. sound complicated yeah it might sound complicated but like ex- uh, hip extension learn learn that properly um learn kind of a, a spinal rotation all that kind of stuff like it's, it's really really cool and um, once you actually get your ebb and flow about that um so yeah, yeah that, that, that will that will be one learn, learn the basic movements if you're going to start off training yourself but then bringing it around to the coaching side um, have have fun with your set your own learning process first before your diary fills up to the max. Mm. Um, learn learn to say no faster. I'm still kick myself to the day for that. Mm. Um, um, Jesus coming off the top of my head now. I'm gone. I, I I'm really... going to. I'm going to. Um, let's just. We're gonna to have to wrap it up soon. So I'll. Um, Sounds good. I'm gonna run through just some little tips. Or little things that I've learned through since the start of first lockdown, um, and little things that I will say that have helped me, um, and that hopefully will help someone else out there. Even one or two people would be awesome. So I'm gonna run through just my points very briefly, and then Owen, you can do the same, and then we'll wrap it up there. Does that sound good? I am very happy with that. Dinner Deadly. is calling. <laughs> yeah, starving, dying for those three hundred grams of spuds. Um, okay, so. I mentioned earlier, I operate like most other humans better with good structure and routine in place. So a good sleep wake routine is really, really important. I get up, my alarm goes off at half five every single morning um, and I go to bed at the same time, probably stupidly early, but I still do. I get into bed at that same time every single night. Um, I My meal times are the same every single day. I keep it simple. I eat foods I enjoy. Um, I eat chocolate for breakfast sometimes. I stand by that. Um, To-do lists. Yes, Owen, I stand by you on that one. If, you, if you're somebody who hasn't tried a to-do list, it doesn't matter what's on it. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, put the washing on. It doesn't matter if wash your hair is on it. You know, you're training any little things that you have to do, put them on it, tick them off. It'll make you feel good. You'll feel much more productive seeing those things getting ticked off and it'll keep you chipping away through the day. Um, training sessions planned at the same times and days each week. That is non-negotiable for me. I know Monday morning, half six in the morning, I will be doing my leg session every single Monday. doesn't matter. Um, there is a huge, um, I don't know, I think... I don't know about you, Owen. I'm somebody who is very much... I don't want to listen to the news every single day. I do not want to hear the news. Um, there's um, a lot of... A huge amount of negative kind of... Negative information being put out that isn't necessarily even news, that isn't helpful, that isn't useful for us to listen to. So cons- controlling and limiting your consumption of news, media, social media is a huge one that's helped me. Um 
I don't listen to the news. If there's something I need to know, I know I'm going to find out about it from somebody close to me. Um, if anything changes with lockdown, I'm sure I'll hear about it from one of them. Um, I don't need to hear the numbers every single day. I don't, it's not helpful to me. It doesn't change my situation and what I'm focusing on, what i got to do day to day. Um, so if you're somebody that's listening to those numbers and hearing that constant negative negativity, you feel that that kind of eats in at you or instills any sort of anxiety, then I'd advise to either really limit your consumption of the news, maybe just the six, um, six o'clock news in the evening, um, or not at all, maybe once, twice a week. Um, but, um, how to, how to, sorry, overcome or manage fear was another one I wanted to touch on. Facing it head on, addressing it, avoid cat catastrophizing it or focusing too much on the negativity, but actually acknowledging what your worst case scenario can feel like taking back power or control. So if you're really, really worried at, that there's a potential that, you know, you could end up losing a lot of money or your business could end up struggling sit down and think about what's the worst case scenario if that does happen and then think okay if that does happen what would I do what would I actually practically do like in that situation and that is taking back an element of control I did it myself I sat down and said okay what if I lose all of my clients if when I go back to the gym you know I'm back to square one what if my business can't survive this I looked at all that and I said okay what can I actually do now to move forward from here in the situation I'm in now what can I do to a avoid that happening or b if that did happen what would I do um, and it allows you then to put your back yourself back in a position of control, um, which is really empowering um, and can kind of kind of push any fears away. Um, num uh, one of the number one things I will advise is don't stop doing the things, you know, serves you or makes you feel good. So don't stop training just because you can't go to the gym and um, don't stop, you know, getting up at a certain hour be because you don't have to now because you, you know you don't have to go on your commute if getting up at that time you've always felt like it's a good time for you to get up and you can mosey about and have your tea even use your maybe half an hour that you might have spent commuting going for a walk before you start into your work day and sit at the laptop um little things like that are really really helpful um stop using lockdown as your excuse i know i already said that your life is happening now daily affirmations and gratitude is really really important um and the last thing I'll say is that we're not all in the same boat. I know there's that whole thing. Would you agree with that, Owen? Yes, 100 we're not all in the same that. boat. Like we are, like we're all on the same sea. Like we're, but some people are in yachts, some people are in cruise ships, some people are in dinghies, and some people are fucking drowning. And um, so we are not all in the same boat. And if one person, one more person says that to me, I swear to God, <laughs> we're, we're we, go we are not. We are all in different, very different situations, very different boats. But we are all on the same sea. And if you can help anyone up or be a lamp, what's it? What do they say? A lamp or a lifeboat or a ladder. Um, do. It's really, really important. Without human connection, there's little else. And that is one massive learning that has been so huge for me in the last year. Um, we're a lot more connected than we realize. Um, you're never the only one struggling ever. We're ultimately all on different journeys trying to achieve the same thing, which is health, happiness, freedom and financial security. We're not all in the same boat, but we are all in the same sea um, or the same storm, so to speak. Um, if going back to normal instills any fear or anxiety in you, eliminate what no longer serves you. Um, I did that in first lockdown. During first lockdown, I mentioned I was burnt out by the time lockdown kicked in. It gave me a chance to reassess things, address some things that weren't working. Um, when I thought about going back to normal, when gyms started to look like they were going to open back up, 
I was hugely overwhelmed. So, and then I realized, hang on, I don't have to go back to that if I don't want to. I have a choice. There's always a choice. So look at the things that you have now in lockdown that make you feel good. Things that make you feel safe, that make you feel like you're in a good place, that make you feel happy within your situation. And think about the things that you need to keep going when we're coming out of lockdown. And anything that is the opposite, think about those getting rid of those things. And know that you always have a choice. Um, and that is it. Oh, and I'm going to hand over to you for some lessons, lessons in lockdown to finish out the podcast today. I feel so uh, like mine is so not going to live up to that. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> shit. I don't so, even know what uh, I just said. Go on. on. <laughs> well, we'll have to listen to it. We'll have to listen back <laughs> ourselves. To that. Um, on the, I, I need to uh, understand, uh, like I, I've learned as well understanding that a day that isn't busy doesn't mean that it's not fulfilled like it is you can still have a, a fulfilled day without being super busy and super productive all the time and um, you could have taken a lot of them um, a lot of other positives like as i said that downtime can be really really helpful Um, try not to think there's so much noise going around with the less time you have the more time you actually have to do this and do that and do this and do that like it's not actually the case guys yeah um it is okay. I'm coming from someone who always stayed busy, held regimental scheme, um, routine, week to week, all that kind of stuff. I know that it is not um, a very healthy way to go. Yeah. Um, keep really, really close with your family. That was huge for me. Like I was um, too busy, can't do this, can't do that, too many clients, too busy working. Yeah. Now um, I'm close to my family than ever. Uh, which is actually really, really good. So um, if you do still have the time um, and you are, and you do have like a, a, a good bit of family around you or even just one or two, please um, stay in touch with them for sure. Uh, parents, siblings, nieces, nephews, whatever. And um, that's uh, it's very, very important. Um, understanding that you don't need your circumstances to be the reason of your failure or your success. That does not have to be the case. Um, as we're referring to gyms not being open doesn't or gyms not being there yeah gyms not being open doesn't mean that you can't um, start your journey now yeah um, I would also 100% fail to nail in the basics like now I know we're saying now it's a fucking year later but you, that's what I'm saying like this is what I remember like the penny has to have dropped for a lot of people now you yeah. see like you, you like work on getting really good sleep just 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 change the, the basic you I mean the basic human things that the human body needs really work on your sleep um, or if you already are continue to if you haven't then it's never too late to start work on drinking plenty of water work on um, be it surrounding yourself with the people that are going to really bring you up um, Laura you made a point about um, things that no longer save you you can remove them yeah, yeah I know it can definitely be easier said than done for some people but I agree with the with the, with the black and white statement that you're making that is very very true um, it's, uh, it's it's it can be easier said than done for some people to remove like the negative things especially if you're very much a yes person do you know what I mean yeah um, but also um, st- staying with the family nailing your human basics um and not, not feeling that you need to be busy all the time because a lot of people are still getting overwhelmed. Yeah, um, I agree with that one. And then, all, and, and, and then also trying not to um, not to fall susceptible to the pandemic fatigue. I think there's people calling that pandemic fatigue or something. And lockdown fatigue where they're like, yeah. oh, fuck this. I'm not, I'm not staying with the guidelines all the time now and stuff like that. 
personally, I haven't 100% stay with them. Obviously, people see me on Instagram by the sea. They're like, he doesn't fucking live by the sea. I know people know that. <laughs> but like, but you get what I mean? Like, I'm doing it for a, a deeper reason rather than just like acting the arse. You know what I mean? Yeah, and but you're like, saying to yourself, like, you're not going to contact with anyone. You're going slightly outside your 5K to get into the sea. But... Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You can justify so, that. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think a lot of people are like that at this stage. They're kind of like, there is that, you know, where do I draw the line on what I'm adhering to? Um, which can be a tough one, but we won't delve too deep into that today. <laughs> no, no, no. But one thing I will say is the people that are uh, that do have their pandemic fatigue now, yeah, they probably were the first people to judge the life out yet at the start. So you're kind of like, oh, the shoes on the other foot now. But we won't go into that now, Lars. Oh, listen, we won't, listen. We, we, we <laughs> not won't all in the same boat, though. as I said. We're in the same same stormy seas, but not in the same boat. No, and everybody's learning at different levels and from different perspectives. So I think no matter what your position is, we're all learned. We've all learned so much this last year, and we're still learning, and we're still struggling, and we're still challenged. But we're getting through it as best we can. And I think today we covered a lot of that as well as some uh, a lot about um a lot more than I thought we would actually about um kind of coaching and clients, and that's been great to chat about. Uh, Laura, I swear to God, super super um proud of you for starting what you started because I remember when you first said it to me first of all let's not I just want to get a couple of uh, a couple of compliments out there super proud of you I'm about to listen to all them um all the podcasts to date now and um, they so. definitely I know a lot a lot I know a lot of people tagging stuff saying it, it, it gets through the walks and stuff like that um Laura's podcast 100% there's loads of great podcasts out there it's, it's absolutely unreal um there's another thing I've actually started doing that and along with the to-do list start doing uh, listen to podcasts etc really yeah. really good especially things you can relate to yeah um uh, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing you face to face back in the gym whenever that may be. I know. Um, I hope the, I, I, I hope the family is good. I hope your other half is good. I hope all your clients are good. Do you know what I mean? All that, all that same positive shit. Powered by positivity <laughs> is going back your way. This is the nicest we've ever been to each other. This is bizarre. Wait till we go offline now. We'll be like, all right, you little... <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it. Um, every, every, everyone is probably like, Jesus, these are really good friends. They're like, yeah, it's working. <laughs> I know, in fairness, we are. We've definitely grown on each other 100%. Definitely. It's been deadly. I'm actually chuffed now. I can't wait to listen to it. Listen, listen to it back now. Owen, it's been an absolute privilege. And I'm I, I'm absolutely delighted that you could take the time today as well. Because I know you're busy and I know you're working away and you're, you're flat out with your, your lockdown routine with clients and coaching and everything that you do. So I really do appreciate it. Um, same to you as well. I hope all your clients are thriving and no doubt, no doubt they are in your hands, your capable hands. And um, that Simone and the family and everyone are thriving as well as much as they can be throughout this. Um, and yeah, bring back, bring back, bring us back to the gyms. Um, I will look after your bar pad, Owen, until then. Thank you so much. Owen supplied me with a barbell pad so I can continue to hip thrust in my shed <laughs> during lockdown. I swear, I swear, I swear, I swear to God, God I had I've your... never been more thankful. <laughs> I, I, I had your best interest at heart when I gave you that I swear to God I know Thank what you. it's it like if, so if, much. If, 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 for all my female clients if the barbell digs into your hips and your pelvis and stuff there's nothing worse no. so bar pad and is there's nothing there. else you if can you, use I've tried pillows I've tried cushions it just doesn't cut it but anyway Come Thank here, Richard, so just much. real quick. Stop, come here, stock and fillers for all the lads now for this Christmas coming out. Bar pads for all the misses. Yeah. Go, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, thanks uh, so much. Oh, listen, thanks a million. It's been an absolute pleasure. And um, I will, yeah, catch you, I suppose, in the next couple of days. Um, I, you're, pro- you're, pro- you're probably going to WhatsApp me in five minutes. But anyway. I'm going to WhatsApp you in five minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, no, listen, thanks a million, Owen. And um, stay safe.
Okay, you too. Bye, Laura. Cheers, Speak soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so, so much for listening. I really do hope that you enjoyed our conversation and that you took even one tiny little thing from any of that. Please do continue to share the podcast on your social media and tag. Your support is so, so appreciated in all of this. If you want to reach out to Owen or myself at any stage, please do. I'll pop our details below and you can get in contact via email or Instagram. Thank you again for listening and for your continued support. Catch you on the next one.